evening, and welcome to 2020. Tomorrow is January 2nd, and you are listening to the College Football Daily Bowl Preview Series. I'm your producer, Tani Levitt. We're down to the final five bowls, not including the college football playoff final. Glad you stuck with us for the whole month. There are two bowls to preview today. First, Connor Tapp will preview the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl between Boston College and Cincinnati. Then, Wes Rucker will preview the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl between Tennessee and Indiana. Take it away, guys. Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl pits two teams in very different headspaces against each other. You've got Luke Fickle's Cincinnati Bearcats, and then on the other side, Boston College, led by interim head coach Rich Gunnell after the Eagles fired Steve Adazio. Let's start with 21st-ranked Cincinnati looking to have staying power as one of the premier group of five teams. The Bearcats have now won 21 games over the past two seasons and were in the mix for a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl until the final two weeks of the season when the Bearcats lost consecutive battles with Memphis for the AAC crown. With Fickle's background as a defensive coordinator at Ohio State, it will come as little surprise to find out that Cincinnati makes its money with a resolute defense, ranked 34th in the nation by SP+. The Bearcats are third in the AAC against the run, and their secondary 16 interceptions is good for eighth in the entire country. The job of Cincinnati's offense is basically not to screw up the defense's hard work. Quarterback Desmond Ritter only surpassed 200 yards passing in four games this season, preferring instead to use his legs in tandem with Garrett Dokes and 1,000-yard rusher Michael Warren. And when the Bearcats are in the red zone, look out for tight end Josiah DeGuara, who leads the team in total catches with 36 and receiving touchdowns with seven. On the other side, you've got 6-6 Boston College, who, as I mentioned, just fired Steve Adazio at the conclusion of his seventh season in Chestnut Hill. In what feels like A.J. Dillon's 18th year of collegiate eligibility, the Eagles had one of the country's best and most frequently utilized rushing attacks, but were undone by one of the country's worst defenses. BC had the worst pass defense in a historically weak ACC, and their run defense ranked 11th in the conference. So it's strength on strength and weakness on weakness in the Birmingham Bowl. Will BC's running game get the better of Cincinnati's stout run D? Will the Bearcats be able to move the ball against the Eagles' dismal defense playing its last game before the start of the Jeff Halfley era? Tune in at 2 p.m. Central on ESPN to find out. Cincinnati is favored by 7.5. Hey guys, this is Wes Rucker from Go Vols 24-7, and I'm here in Jacksonville to preview the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl between the Indiana Hoosiers and the Tennessee Volunteers on January 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern down here at TIAA Bankfield, the home of the NFL's Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think this is a actually a pretty interesting bowl game. You know, it's certainly not one of the more high-profile bowl games out there, uh, but especially when you look at where Indiana football has been for, for much of its history, I think this is a, a really big game for the Hoosiers. And I think it were, when you look at where the Tennessee football program has been the past couple years trying to rebuild under Jeremy Pruitt, I think this is a pretty big game for Tennessee, too. Just the 12th bowl game in Indiana's history uh, and certainly not at all like what Tennessee's history has been. Tennessee has played more than 50 bowl games historically and is top five nationally in that area and this is the first meeting between these two teams uh, since 1988 
uh, when they met also in a bowl game. Uh, when you look at Indiana, this is a team that, that has not been to a bowl game in, in four years and has not won a bowl game since 1991. So plenty of history uh, up for grabs here for the Hoosiers down in Jacksonville. And Tennessee, certainly when you're 7-5 and five at a place like Tennessee, they're not going to hang any banners for that. Uh, but when you're a program that hasn't been to a bowl game in the past two years, uh, things like this become much more important. This is a big part of the rebuilding process that Jeremy Pruitt's had to go through at Tennessee. Interestingly enough, I think this is a game where both head coaches are historically defensive-minded guys. They both came up through the ranks as defensive coordinators. Jeremy Pruitt, uh, of course, at, at Florida State and Alabama and Georgia, and also with Tom Allen, who rose through the ranks as a defensive guy in some ways. Uh, and then he uh, becomes the coach in Indiana. And what do they do? They throw the ball all over the yard. The Hoosiers are 14th nationally, uh, throw for more than 308 yards per game, have overcome an injury at quarterback, and are playing a couple of guys there. Uh, but the one constant has been Wap Fillier and a bunch of those other wide receivers around him. This is a team that likes to throw it, has some big running backs, but but this story with Indiana uh, a lot of times comes down to pass protection and the Hoosiers' ability to throw the ball. And when you look at the other side of the ball, Tennessee offensively uh, was not very consistent to start the season, uh, had a bunch of turnovers, uh, and then got that cleaned up in the last five, six weeks of the season. And all of a sudden, Tennessee won five consecutive games uh, to turn what was a two and five start into a seven and five record. So you got a couple teams that have been playing pretty good football. Uh, Indiana has won five of its past seven. Tennessee has won its past five games. Uh, And and you look at the passing games, we've obviously already discussed Indiana. Uh, Tennessee, now that Jarrett Garantano is getting healthier, coming back from that hand injury and overcoming that slow start he had to the season, those talented pass catchers that he's had all season are now having more opportunities to go out there and make plays. Uh, Tennessee has three big-time wide receivers in Jawan Jennings, Marquez Calloway, and Josh Palmer, uh, but Jawan Jennings will be out for the first half of this game after being suspended by the SEC uh, for an incident that occurred late during Tennessee's regular season finale win over in-state rival Vanderbilt. Uh, But but a lot at stake here in this game, and I think a lot of interesting storylines. If you're a college football fan, uh, but you're not necessarily a fan of Tennessee or Indiana, I still think there are plenty of interesting things to see in this game. Should be a lot of points, I I imagine. I think both teams are going to try to throw the ball all over the place. We'll see what Tennessee can do to replace Jennings. Certainly when you take a 1,000-yard receiver out of an offense for, for a couple of quarters, uh, you're, you're going to have a lot to replace there. Tennessee has guys like Callaway and Palmer who can step up, but then beyond that, uh, you're getting a little bit deeper into the well because Tennessee's uh, another experienced receiver, Brandon Johnson, is redshirting this season to come back next year. Uh, so you're going down to guys like Tyler Bird, uh, some young guys like Ramel Keaton and Cedric Tilden, uh, Tillman, and, and perhaps even a, a walk-on uh, freshman in, in Isaiah Montgomery. So uh, some interesting things there uh, for Tennessee's offense. Uh, but when you look at, at the way Tennessee has been able to play the ball, uh, play offense late in the season, been able to play much better on the defensive side too, I think this game opened as a pick but then you saw that line uh, transition a little bit toward Tennessee. And I think that's probably where it should be. I think Tennessee uh, probably uh, has maybe a stronger resume on paper. Certainly Tennessee has played a tougher schedule. Uh, and when you look at Indiana, uh, an 8-4 and four record is a good record, especially it's really great for a program historically uh, where Indiana has been for much of its history. Uh, but when you look at the teams Indiana has beaten, uh, not a lot 
to show for that. Not a lot of teams there with winning records, uh, perhaps not even any teams with a winning record uh, that Indiana has defeated, whereas Tennessee uh, has beaten a few other teams who are playing in bowls, and Tennessee certainly going through the SEC has has played a tough schedule. So uh, there will be a lot of things at stake down here. Certainly you got two programs uh, that think they're heading in a better direction. Tennessee under Pruitt has been recruiting very well, uh, and when you look at them, they're just kind of trying to get over the hump and try to get back to where this program is historically. Tennessee historically is certainly a college football blue blood, one of the most uh, history-rich programs out there, uh, and, and certainly has not been that way for the past decade, though. Uh, they've tried a couple different coaches to get that thing sorted out. Uh, they think under Pruitt now they have a guy who can take them forward, uh, so we'll see if they can do that. I think winning this game would certainly go a, a little bit of ways toward giving them some some momentum going into the offseason, which you certainly would like to have. And, and if you're Indiana, uh, you look at where things are going under Allen, and it's hard to complain about that. They've overcome an injury at quarterback, and they've still played really good football. Uh, they've won eight games. Uh, and if they're able to beat a team like Tennessee, uh, I know Tennessee historically is much stronger than it is right now. This isn't certainly what you think of as a classic Tennessee team. Uh, but if you're Indiana and you're able to say you beat a program like Tennessee in a January bowl game in Florida – that certainly will do a lot for your confidence. So there's plenty at stake for both games. I think this could be a fun game, and we'll see how it shakes out, guys. This is, again, Wes Rucker from the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. You can check us out. Uh, if you're a Tennessee fan and you want to hear more about the Vols, uh, you can hear from me and the rest of our staff, which is Patrick Brown, Grant Ramey, and Ryan Callahan. We have episodes every Monday morning, every Thursday morning, and then as breaking news emerges which if you know Tennessee you know breaking news has a funny way of emerging all the time in just about every sport there's never a shortage of interesting things going on in Knoxville this was Wes Rucker for the College Football Daily previewing the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl here in Jacksonville and I'm signing off take care guys that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily Bowl Preview Series for Wes Rucker and our regular hosts Connor Tapp and Trey Scott I'm your producer, Tani Levitt, and we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the College Football Daily.